The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. You know, as a teenager, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I, I felt like I was a pretty stylish girl, you know? I mean, I was able to get the new in clothing um, at that time, and I had two older sisters, and so we kind of, we were on this trend of looking stylish most of the time, but I never worried about my, you know, makeup, my body, um, my hair, any of those things until probably the last couple of years of high school, and part of that was because that's when I chose to take a path to um, enter into beauty school, and with that, it was just kind of more of an obligation. You had to have your hair done. You had to learn how to do makeup, so you had to wear makeup. And I kind of became this girly girl at that point, which I was never. I was always more of an athletic girl growing up. But I became a girly girl at that point. And I kind of discovered in this process of going through beauty school that there was a lot of self-confidence issues with my fellow uh, peers and students in the college. And even though we were all there under the guise that we were going to help other people feel more beautiful, I was shocked and amazed at how many people didn't feel beautiful themselves, and yet were intending to go into an industry to help other people feel beautiful. And I just really kind of, you know, I, I set my intentions and my sights at that point to be able to say, I really do believe that there's many ways that people can find that beauty on the outside. But my mission goal has always been to help people feel more beautiful on the inside. And, you know, sometimes that's a struggle. Sometimes it's a struggle for me. Uh, but what I've noticed is that having a 17-year-old son and, you know, seeing kind of that younger generation is that our youth is really faced with so many more struggles than I ever was in my generation, and they have this ability to be accepted or not be accepted. Bullying is more popular than ever. Uh, This distorted perception of beauty that is happening um, each day with the media and how they're measuring themselves up against very unrealistic expectations. So I'm most excited about my guest today. Um, It is uh, Dina Patton, and she is the co-founder and CEO of Girls Rule Foundation. So welcome, Dina. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so, you know, it's tough being a teenager. Let's just face it. Absolutely. It's, you know, when people say to you, uh, you know, would you ever want to repeat any part of your life? That would not be the, that would not be the arena I would ever want to repeat. (laughs) Me either. I would never want to do the teen years again. No, no. So I'm glad to have you here because you're, we're going to talk about your Girls Rule Foundation, of course, and what it's about, what it represents, how it's supporting, you know, uh, these, this generation of girls to be empowering leaders. And Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to hear all of that. But, you know, I also am very excited to just hear your story of how 
you developed this foundation, and you have a very interesting story. So I'm hoping that you are good to share it. <laughs> of course. Um, you know, like any dream or calling or idea or project, it, it happened in steps. And um, it really, the very first step was uh, I actually had a minor stroke at 27. And in that recovery, I was learning to speak again. And at the time, I owned a marketing firm in New York City, and I had to figure out what to do with my business. And I really got a strong call to work with women and girls. That was the first little nudge. And which I then went on to selling my business and starting a new business of life and business coaching for women and leaders and uh, world leaders. And um, in that I've been doing that for 14 years. And, and as I started in that journey, I started creating programs and books and coaching for women that were changing their lives. And many women said, man, I wish we had this when we were younger. And I wish I had this uh, in a girl's version for my daughter. I have a 16-year-old. Oh, my gosh. And it really started kind of, again, planting those seeds mm -hmm. of I should be doing something for girls with girls and uh, met a couple other women who also had a passion around girls. And um, I did a lot of charity work. Um, that that was my work with girls, uh, Girl Scouts and um, Fresh Start and a couple other places. And I thought, oh, you know, good to go. That's my girl work. And until all these women started asking for a girl's version. And um, so me and my co-founders kind of put our thinking caps on and said, you know, we could we could do this. Let's create a workshop and a program and, and make a difference for girls. And so in 2007, uh, that's what we did. And with no other intention, it wasn't going to be a business, it wasn't going to be a nonprofit. It just was, you know, four women who had a heart for girls, we wanted to make a difference. We saw that teen girls uh, were struggling with this new, you know, this whole world of phones and access and information and social media and bullying, all this Stuff we didn't necessarily have. And uh, we thought, oh, you know, this is really needed. And that's where we started. Yeah, it's um, on uh, my show, I think it was last month on the 17th, um, I actually shared my personal story. And part of my personal story was being sexually assaulted at five years old. Mm, and wow. you don't realize, like, you could still grow up and have a good life and not have any of those type of tragedies or traumas attached to it. Mm -hmm. And still, as a girl, struggle with low self-esteem, uh, confidence issues, and not really be able to pinpoint why. Well, it took me a good portion of my life to be able to pinpoint that to... Yeah. Uh, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Um, mm -hmm. You know, why am I afraid to kind of break that glass ceiling in, in corporate America when I worked mm -hmm. there when it was mainly men that I felt I had to compete against, mm -hmm. uh, uh, fight against, um, right. you know, own myself in. And sometimes it was just easier to just kind of say, Ugh, I don't want to fight this fight. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't feel strong enough to be able to do that. And it just evolved to that. So I know that you know, supporting girls still incredibly, incredibly important mm -hmm. to be able to do because there still is a dynamic of, you know, the old boys network. There still is the dynamic of we're not meeting these leadership roles that right. we could be. Right. And yeah. that's, you know, that is what's developed since in the eight years that I've been, I've been running it is, 
you know, at first we just started with passion. You know, you just step out in faith and say, oh, I have a passion or a calling in this area or an idea. And then it grows and it grows and it grows. And what happened um, in year two, there's two things happened. One, my co-founder died unexpectedly at the same time my mother died. Mm. And, you know, we use those times, you know, it's it was a um, devastating time in my life. But it also gives us reflection. And the work became more meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like I had to continue. And uh, and uh, we actually created the Laura Anderson Scholarship Fund in her name. And we scholarship 50, 55 girls a year um, through that. So, But what also happened was I learned our state's statistics around girls. And that's where... This became instead of a workshop and a passion for girls and, and a thing you did, ha- thing you did, yeah. you know, purpose work and you know we're making a difference and you know these girls are reconnecting with their dreams and they're getting the skill sets and the um, empowerment and that leadership and that mindset that that you know they're going on with their bright future. I get that, but what I really got was our statistics in Arizona, and we are the third worst state in the country for girl statistics, which um, embodies uh, cutting, sex trafficking, trafficking, uh, teen pregnancy, uh, crime, and dropout. Third worst in the country. And when I learned those stats, the game changed. Mm. All of a sudden, I went, oh, this isn't about me fulfilling a, a dream or a purpose. This is needed. Our girls, we have two and you just brought it up, two categories of girls. We have girls who are um, either getting involved or involved in those situations. And then there's your girls who are not in those situations Mm -hmm. at all. They're going about life, going about, right, and navigating their way. What we have found is both groups have huge amounts of disempowerment. Whether oh, interesting. whether they're you know they're a, a wealthy family in Scottsdale and she's dealing with her parents never being around because they're world travelers and you know out um, and feel like she hasn't found her voice and she's not in an empowered situation and doesn't have the love and nurturing at home versus the girl in South Phoenix who's struggling you know their family's not putting food on the table right. So um, we just found, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you work with at-risk girls. And that's a little triggering to me because I don't know if you remember being 14, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but every girl's at risk for losing her way, losing her support, losing her voice, losing her um, mind power. One minute you have a powerful mindset and the next something happens, someone bullies you or calls you a label Mm -hmm. and now you're disempowered and you're off your track of... Well, you know, and that you only, dream. You only that. need to hear that a few times to start believing it. That's right, right. Yeah. So it is. We have um, no group of girls that we work with and don't work with. We work with all girls because all girls matter. Right. All girls matter, and potentially all girls are at risk. Right. Right. That's yeah. what we say. We say yeah. all girls are at risk, and uh, so we we do our programs all over the state. Um, in every, uh, literally one day I'll be doing a workshop over at a, a private Christian high school, and the next I'll be at a at-risk, um, you know, middle school, and in the same week. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I designed this, is to serve every girl. 
So yeah, perfect. So when you referenced uh, Arizona being, you know, number three, this is really sad. These statistics are alarming. Yes. Uh, to say the least and everything. But uh, cutting, are you referencing like mm-hmm. they're intentionally cutting themselves? Yes. And is it like... Is it to get attention? Is it to really hurt themselves? Mm-hmm. Is it because they're on the they're on this you know edge? Mm-hmm. All of those things. Probably, All those right? things. Um, so, you know, it's certainly not something that there's now. You know, the health department. Uh, there's people who are popping up in uh, either government and nonprofit who are starting to address it because it's such a big uh, deal. If you go on Instagram and you do hashtag cutting, six million. <sighs> Pictures. And tell me, well, there are pictures. Pictures. Oh, These yeah. girls are not only, that's what's disturbing, is not only are they cutting, but they're taking pictures of the cutting. Now, though, you know, I mean, you can't always, in those kind of situations, um, we've talked to some girls who are cutting because it's their coping mechanism. And what happens is the teen years are where we start to develop our coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some People's coping is eating. Some are spending money. Some are sex. Some are um, uh, gambling. Some are cutting. So it's a cutting. Uh, cutting is has become this coping mechanism, and some girls hide it. They they hide and it they very hide well. It well. They hide yeah. it well. And um, there's no pictures, and no one knows. And there's some that are very public about it, and and very attention uh, grabbing uh, around it, and is using social media in, in very. Um, in ways around it that's very disturbing. But, um, we, you know, and again, we, we don't go out and look for troubled youth or at-risk youth or cutting girls. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a lot of our programs, like I said, in, in all over in groups and organizations and schools. Um, and, of course, these girls are dealing with bullying. They're dealing with parents getting divorced. They're dealing with... Um, online, I can't imagine being 14 and having social media, the Mm -mm. vulnerability of what social media, as adults, most of us (laughs) have a hard time dealing with it. Because someone says something negative about you, you're spinning out of control, Mm -hmm. right? It is so damaging. And when you're 14, you haven't developed some of those skill sets yet. So they're, you know, they're the suicide rate and all of that. So you know, these teen girls, we want to give them um, very empowering skill sets to navigate their life, their school, their dreams, the, and get them to college, get them to their bright future, and um, not having to, um, you know, struggle with the challenges. Instead, we teach them about the challenges and how to deal with the challenges powerfully instead right, of... put it on the table. Put them on the table. Yeah. Right? And how are we going to deal with these challenges that are these bum, what we call bumps along the way that are going to happen because it's called life. And, and Right. And this is this is why it's so essential and so needed mm-hmm. because, you know, that first breakup that, mm-hmm. you know, that you thought was this, you know, you great relationship so and, you know, and, and then you can't seem to get past it and, and mm-hmm. you're 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I came from a divorced family. I, I had uh, some of these issues too. I got bullying, bullied in fourth and fifth grade. My parents got divorced in second grade. I went to a new school in third grade. I mean, it was like 
upset over upset over upset and and didn't have the skill sets to navigate it all didn't know my voice didn't know myself mm-hmm. didn't know my power hadn't found my power yet yeah and um felt like a victim for probably five or six of those years um and and then one of my very dear friends in high school um uh, died and that's in fact a very you know impactful thing that just happened is is a girl that we know her best friend died um, in a car accident a year ago and it spun her out so much she was from a good family spun her out she started doing uh, crystal mm. and recently died from oh, it oh no that's and so what sad. spurred that was her best friend dying and still not having the right coping mechanisms. And not to knowing how grieve, to cope with it. Heal. Yeah, and heal yeah. from it. And so I think the more you know, women and girls know there are going to be challenges. There are going to be bumps. And one, expect them. Mm-hmm. And know how to navigate them from your power and from clarity so that it doesn't consume you and right. beat you into a million little pieces. So um, it's, you know, but... It usually a lot of women that um, I know, uh, you know, they say, "Man, I wish I had these skill sets when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. My life would have been really different." Yeah. I, th- I think I was I was definitely more the defensive fighter child, mm-hmm. um, and it was of course it was a defense mechanism mm-hmm. that I learned very early on after mm-hmm. being sexually assaulted that I had to protect myself, and mm-hmm. then nobody was going to protect me, mm-hmm. so I had to protect myself. So I was, I was more of the, you know, don't mess with me, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, somewhat of a loner at times because mm-hmm. if I couldn't get along, I would just separate myself mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I grew up with with two loving parents that yeah, they're still married after 50-something years. Oh, it was this it was this idyllic little family. Yes. So I met somebody, you know, in high school, dated for a while, ended up marrying him, and then he ended up getting addicted to drugs and was divorced by 23. Wow. So it was all of a wow. sudden now I'm 23 and I'm like, what, what, what happened? What has <laughs> happened here? Yeah. But it was all kind of moving along and yeah. I thought I was much more mature than I was and I mm-hmm. thought that I could handle these things better than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and that was my turn of saying, okay, I need better. I need better skill, skill sets. sets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. To be able to do that. Yeah. And that's, you know, it is it, it, every adult has those things that happen to them, mostly negative, you know, whether it was a death or a disease or a divorce or uh, a job layoff that, you know, spurred us into what am I going to do now? How am mm-hmm. I going to handle this? And and frankly, it's it was the uh, same with me as in my 20s I, when I moved from Phoenix to New York City. And it was like, okay, I better build some skill sets really yeah. quick because you will get eaten up, you know, at 22 in New York City alone, a little, you know, broken girl from a dysfunctional home, you know, in New York City. I better, you know, get some yeah, skill get sets. Tough. Get tough, get clear, get powerful. And by 24, so 22, I moved. Uh, you know, building my dream and and, um, following a dream. 24, I had my own business up and running and successful. 27, I had my stroke. And that was my, what I call my blessed interruption. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's where my life really took that turn. It was something negative that turned it, but so positive. Mm -hmm. You know, that's when I said, all right, life on my terms. I want to create my life instead of being kind of a, not a victim like negative, but a victim like 
it's dictating me. Yeah, it, it, that's when it Telling really me, is a, right? a truth in calling. Yeah. Yeah, there's really a calling on that. Well, I know that what you're doing with, with the Girls Rule Foundation, you know, it's, it's we talk about beauty, but I understand that, that feeling beautiful Mm-hmm. is about gaining those skill sets. Mm-hmm. It is about understanding those coping mechanisms and it is about understanding when I don't feel beautiful, I'm 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 not I'm not being me. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. for me to feel whole and complete, beauty mm-hmm. is a part of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, I I want to hear more on some of these st- st- statistics, but also what you've done is is you've created five very powerful programs under the Girls Rule Foundation mm-hmm. and uh, I want to hear more about those and some success stories and yeah. some struggles that you've had to, you know, deal with just in keeping this organization going mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear all that. Awesome. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with my guest, Dina Patton from the Girls Rule Foundation. And, you know, I have a question for all of you. I'm curious, what was the hardest part about you being a teenager? And... You know, how did you cope? What were some of your coping mechanisms? Um, you know, I, some of some of my closest friends that that are very successful, they had a struggling uh, teenage years, and you know, drugs and and you know, relationships early on, getting involved in sexual activity very early on, and and you know, and and you could look at it and say, hey, look at we're fine now. We've we've created this level of success but if there's anything that can be done to be able to support this next generation Mm -hmm. um, to be able to make it a more smooth transition or to let them know hey life is going to happen but here's here's a better way to deal with it Mm -hmm. than to fall into those arenas that may not be as supportive and powerful for you so yeah so uh dina tell us a little bit more so you just handed me a bracelet and i love this bracelet so it's this hot pink uh bracelet on my wrist right now and it says brilliant beautiful and bold so um tell us a little bit more about who these girls are that you're that you're really that you created this foundation for and then what are some of the the really key elements that this foundation is doing to help these girls um so the girls that you know what we when we created it, we saw these girls, 12 to 18, who are, you know, they're middle school and high school girls, the the, the hardest 
most distracting years, right, before mm-hmm. they go off and become a, adults. And um, and we really were called to that demographic. Um, and what we really realized was the Brilliant, Beautiful, and Bold uh, workshop was the first, uh, what I was talking about earlier, our very first uh, workshop that we created. And it is the foundational elements of self-esteem and self-confidence. What is it? How do we build it? When we're knocked down, how do we um, build it up again? Right? So all of those components. And it's an hour and a half workshop that we do free in any group, team, nonprofit, school, classroom, event, gathering, conference. So it is our signature program. And we have 17 certified uh, workshop leaders um, that we've certified in this. And they're all vol- we're a whole all-volunteer organization, by the way. Wow. And nice. um, they're out in the community giving those uh, workshops uh, uh, out in the community. And then every program that we do, they get the girls get two of those bracelets, one to wear, and we call them our wear and share bracelets. Mm-hmm. So one to wear and one to share. And they say brilliant, beautiful, and bold because in our programs, uh, we actually uh, talk about what does it mean to be brilliant? What does it mean to be beautiful and be bold? And because um, brilliant, we're not talking about grades. And beautiful, we're not talking about exter- external. external. Mm-hmm. We're talking about being beautiful, mm-hmm. being brilliant. So the girls get, wow, I am brilliant, beautiful, and bold just as I am. And we talk about what if you let go of proving yourself, proving that you're brilliant, beautiful, and bold, valid, having looking for validation around these things, instead that you own it, that you are brilliant, beautiful, and bold just as you are. So they love the bracelets. Then we tell them, when you see your classmate, someone in this, this, this workshop, that is having a bad day or she forgot that she's brilliant, beautiful, and bold just as she is, go and give her a little snap on her bracelet. And that's your sign that's saying, listen, I stand for you. I believe you're brilliant, beautiful, and bold. You need a little snap today. I know you're talking about teenagers right now, but yeah. it's still a good thing for us ladies at any age. I know. It's fun. <laughs> when te- We have a lot of teachers and principals and moms who um, often sit in, and uh, they, lo- they love it because it's a – you know, it's like an existence system. Um, it's not just in, in your head. Now you have a bracelet, and it's a reminder, and it's and the girls love. You know, they love snapping each mm-hmm. other. But we did this program um, uh, for Central High School and for their basketball uh, program over there. All the girls went through it, and uh, the coach said, "I don't know what you did, but these girls." became we instead of me. Mm. And that's one of our values in Girls Rule is we create we communities, not me. And although this is self-work, you know, it's self-development work, it is about you, but it's about you developing into the best version of yourself so that you can, mm-hmm. right, be in the world doing great things. And so these girls, the, the uh, coach said, oh my gosh, they went to your workshop as me, 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 and they came out as we, as a team. And and listen, the the me 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 part is is a strong foundation mm-hmm. of this millennial and mm-hmm. now Gen Z mm-hmm. generation as it is. Mm-hmm. So if we're not doing things to be able to support them in more of a community effort and in, mm-hmm. in in 
improving communication skills and having them have a voice, right? Um, their me 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 is not going to they're they're going to struggle in the world, right? Yeah, and we want we you know again it is self work and and we have five programs that you know they get to know themselves, they get to know their voice, they get to know their way, they get to know their dreams, and they get to know their power. So a lot of the work is about them. Mm-hmm. But then we turn it about, now what are you going to do with those things? What are you going to go out in the world and do with your voice, your power? What are you going to create? What are great things that you're going to create with this now? And so you can't, I, I have found, I mean, as a life and business coach, I have worked with thousands of women and leaders and world changers um, in the last 14 years, and, and now thousands of girls. And what I realized is, is if you really want to make a big difference in this world, know yourself, mm-hmm. know your voice, know your gifts, know your power, then go out and do the work that you're you're drawn to 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 do it. It it makes the biggest difference in the world. Um, so that's the brilliant, beautiful, and bold workshop. Then we have a dream big workshop, uh, which is a two hour workshop. Again, um, done all over the state, um, schools, groups, communities, nonprofits, and that is all about getting their dreams out of their head onto a map. So they learn goal setting skills. They learn um, the education, money, and people they need to make their dreams happen. Because this isn't fluffy. I don't like fluffy work, right? Yay, mm-hmm. dreams. No no no, 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 no. This is not about no, like. We're going to kumbaya and come together yes. and everything's going to be okay. It, yes. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's about, you know, yes, girl power. And it's amazing um, to empower these girls. But this is about um, them doing the work, too. You know, and so they walk out of that workshop with a worksheet that is not only a worksheet where they've completely um, mapped out this goal. Mm -hmm. They know the money that they need, the education they need, the people they need. And then they've done 10 to 20 milestones to make that goal happen. Most adults don't have that skill set. No, no, I was going to say it is very strategic, but it's learned skill sets. It's learned. And and it's learned skill sets on top of emotional baggage exactly yeah so yeah. It's, so it's it's reinforcing mm. those skill sets over mm-hmm. and over again yeah and, and and just as you said that too uh you know part of because that's one of the things that we have in common here is as coaching um doing life coaching and you know one of the one of the assignments that um, my clients take on in a life coaching program is to be able to now mind you th- these are middle-aged women right 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 um you know, most of them are in careers or have their own businesses. They've started families or their families, you know, they're kind of going into an empty nest syndrome. And I'll say, you know, write out your future. So, you know, 20 years out, write out your future. And they have the most difficult time doing that because it's still a matter of they don't feel deserving or worthy, worthy. Of, of, right. of this dream at right. 40-something. Right, which is why we every single all five of the programs, the very first module that mm-hmm. we teach them is the self-esteem piece. Oh, nice. Because you can't, like I said before, you can't go out and make a huge difference when really your mindset is small, fearful, doubtful, who am I, I'm not worth it, have all this right, low self-esteem stuff going on. So it's always the first module that we teach, and then we start building mm-hmm. um, from there. And um, and we just we believe that girls with dreams become women with vision, uh, and yeah. you know we want when we when we think twenty twenty five, we want more women 
uh, running businesses in leadership, in government, you know, making, you know, making a huge difference, being world leaders, we've got to start them now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this group right now, 12 to 18, they're brilliant. I mean, they are savvy. They're brilliant. They have technology savviness, too. Um, however, they have a ton of things pulling on them, distracting them. And, um, and, the, and the coping piece is a bit, and the self-esteem piece is really, really big. So it has to be. I mean, just in general. And I, I'm gonna. I know you're still talking about some of these programs here, but I'm just gonna throw this in here, just to be able to hear because we are talking about girls, and mm-hmm. the program is called the Girls Rule Foundation, and all this. But, um, and I'm sure that there are teenage boys that are having some of these same struggles. So, yes. can you, do you want to speak on that? So we before we go any further. Well, it's funny you say that because you know, as someone who started this out of the love of girls and a calling to help girls step into their power and leadership. You know, you think, oh, I'm doing something good. But I get hate mail all the time. Oh, no. We just do. And this is what we have to realize is when you step out into the public in Mm -hmm. whatever dream that you have, people, uh, there's going to be people who don't like it. And so there's people um, who, you know, whether their hate mail is, who are you? You know, mm-hmm. who are you to start a nonprofit? Um, people don't do that. I don't know what that <laughs> is about. Um, people do it all the time. Um, or why are you only working with girls? You hate boys, which is completely yeah. ridiculous. Um, you know, when you talk about self-worth, uh, self-worth, self-esteem, um, uh, these, some of these vulnerable self-development components, what we found is when girls and boys are in the same room, they shut down. They will not share. I agree. They will yeah. not do the work. Yeah. We learned that early on. Mm-hmm. And um, I have never worked with, uh, I've never worked with boys. I don't know, you know, there's, n- n- they're, they're uh, two different, you know, very two very different um, um, people. And so, one, I'm called to work with girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these same topics are very relevant to, to, for boys. I mean, I have a, a moms who have both girls and boys. And she says, actually, one mom who has a daughter who came to our seven-day um, summer camp. And she said, oh, my gosh, I had my daughter tell me everything that she learned there. And then I'm starting to apply it with my son, which is awesome. That's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but what we just found is you can't do this work with the gr- girls and boys in the same time. When we go and do it into schools, so we are doing actually an entire district in, in Glendale for all the middle school girls. What happens is we'll do the work with girls, say in an hour, and then the PE teacher is doing special things with the boys. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's how we, you know, because yeah. some school, uh, some it's, people say, how do you do that with yeah. schools? <laughs> it, it's your calling. Yeah. It's speaking to you it's absolutely it's providing a service that you are then become a contribution to this community um and it's okay hopefully it's not women that are sending the hate mail because oh no they it, are oh, <laughs> <laughs> but listen i you know i now expect it and i say you know thank you for sharing and i move on mm-hmm. in the first couple years i was devastated by it um but now, you know, I just know anytime you do something, you take a stand. Yes, take a stand. Anytime you take a stand, um, people, there's going to be people, there's going to be haters. And that, you know, I tell that to the girls. Anytime you're going to step into your power, stay, take a stand and do something, there's going to be someone that doesn't like it. And that's, that's okay. I don't try to shut them down. 
Um, or try to sell them on it. I don't try yeah. to convince them. Mm-hmm. I just say, thank you so much, and I move on. Yeah. Because this takes so much time and energy and um, effort that I can't stop and um, deal with you know, haters. And so I encourage anybody, if you, you know, if you want it, whether you start a nonprofit or you're following a dream, just know that in that journey, not everybody's going to agree and just say thank you and move on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got to, you got to have that. Yeah. So it's, so it's tough being a teenager, but also when you take a stand in life, you know, male, female, you know, nonprofit, business, you know, regular, you're, People are going to, you know, not always like what you do. So. Yeah. Well, and it's like someone, when someone says, well, why did you choose girls? And I say, well, that's what I was called to and what my purpose is. And I say, would you walk up to someone who's saving pit bulls and say, uh, you know, why are you saving pit bulls? Why aren't you saving poodles? You know, they that person has a calling around pit bulls, mm-hmm. right? And what I say to those people is go find your calling. Mm-hmm. Go find what makes you mad and go make a difference. Those stats, when I saw those stats of girls, I got mad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not on my watch is there going to be 14,000 teen pregnancies in my state in one year. Like, what it's is that about? Yeah. Right? So it makes, you know, but but anger can can fuel something. And, and that's, you know, watching those numbers and the girls dropping out and the girls getting uh, the cutting now and the sex trafficking, which is new, um, it just fuels my fire and makes me more passionate around growing our organization. So... Yeah, yeah, that's great. So this, so there was the seven-day overnight summer camp that you were mm-hmm. talking about. And is that, is, you take them somewhere? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we rent out the Orm School and Ranch, which is up in northern Arizona, an amazing facility, amazing. And uh, it's a seven-day uh, summer camp. It's a leadership. Uh, we do some entrepreneurship uh, elements to it, too. But uh, we only accept 25 girls. Mm-hmm. It is very, very powerful. We have eight coaches, 25 girls. And, of course, we do all the fun stuff. Right. We do ropes courses, and we do zip lines and horses, and we have this huge slide that's a bubble slide. We, we load it up with six feet of bubbles and, you know, all the fun uh, campfire stuff and um, uh, camp summer camp things. And the, and the girls, you know, come in strangers. A lot of them don't know each other, and um, they leave, you know, best friends. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a very magical week. It's very powerful. They le- they learn two leadership principles a day. Um, then they work on their business as a team. They build a business, and so they learn all the different elements of business, of, of budgeting and production and sales, and because those entrepreneurship. Um, whether they're going to be an entrepreneur or not, those skill sets are still going to be valid. Are valid. Yeah. yeah. So it's a an ama- one of my favorite, you know, favorite, favorite uh, programs. Oh, it, sounds, it sounds like fun. It yeah. is fun. It and is then fun. you have the Shine Brightly Mother Daughter Summit. Yeah, that just happened. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So tell so, us about that before we take a break. Yeah, it's a, our mother daughter conference. It's a one day. Um, it's filled with education, inspiration, empowerment. We have keynote speakers. We have breakout sessions. Of course, tons of swag and goodie bags, lunch. Um, but the girls, again, everything comes back to empowerment, 
helping them identify and go for their dreams, believing in themselves, mm-hmm. skill sets, skill sets, skill sets that change their, you know, change their game, that they get, uh, again, find their voice, find their way, and really start to focus on that bright future that they're that they're building. So, um, and then the moms get a couple sessions for just moms, oh, which nice. they love. Yeah, yes, they get some parent. We bring in parenting experts, and they get tons of tips. And because it's hard being a mom to a teen, it's very hard. Whether it's a, a boy or yes. a girl, it's hard. So we love on the moms too. Uh, so it's an extraordinary. We just did it at ASU, and uh, extraordinary day. Oh, nice. Good. Well, if anybody has uh, any specific questions and you want to tweet us here, it's Bonnie Bonadeo one and you can ask Dina. But before we take this next break and come to our final segment where we're going to talk a little bit more about all the demographics of this foundation and, um, you know, how people can engage with you and if they're interested in volunteering um, or how some girls can participate in these programs, um, I wanted to just put the your website out real quick. So it's Girls Rule, R-U-L-E, foundation.org. Perfect. Good. Okay. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Dina Patton. She's the CEO and co-founder of Girls Rule Foundation, and you can find them at girlsrulefoundation.org. So it's a 5013C program that that Dina's put together here as a calling to be able to support and empower, uh, you know, teenage girls, and you know, have them really ultimately so that they have a better life. And it's 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 very focused on skill set, leadership, entrepreneurism, and all of those things that are going to make them powerful community leaders um, once they get out into the world. And uh, I, I know that uh, Dina had shared in our first segment, like some of the alarming statistics um, just in the state of Arizona. So I'm sure that every state has, you know, concerns with what we consider to be, you know, teenage girls and at-risk girls and that overall most girls are mm-hmm. at risk mm-hmm. and you know today with smartphones and social media and you know bullying on the rise and i've i've never seen more racism you know mm-hmm. in play than mm-hmm. the you know than the last few years um these are programs that you develop. You developed mm-hmm. five specific programs. You mm-hmm. have volunteers take on all of the support system at the foundation. Mm-hmm. 
and you strengthen the core values of these girls. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's, um, you know, it has been, I've been an entrepreneur for, actually this month is my 20th anniversary. Nice. congratulations. Um, it's been, a, you know, a, an amazing journey. Uh, but, you know, owning and, and running a 501c3, talk about a learning curve. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're in a learning curve and having to do it at the same time, obviously, is a little, um, you know, a shock to the system. And uh, so although the systems and structures and um, the office and the website and there's core elements that run just like my other business and like normal businesses. But as a 501c3, um, obviously the financial engine is Mm -hmm. not uh, the same as regular business. And so the fundraising component of a nonprofit is its own full-time job. And then you have the programs. And of course the programs, I'm a content creator, I'm a you know, I'm a coach, I'm an author. My sweet spot is the girls and the content that we, the curriculum that we've created in these five programs. And one of the biggest things that my dream um, in, in doing this for eight years is every pro, all the four programs that we've created are all depending on us, the facilitators. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to create something. We kept getting these comments and ideas of something by the girls for the girls. And we thought, how does that work, right? And how do we do a program that's national that we can work, you know, that we can really make a difference for thousands of girls, maybe hundreds of thousands of girls. And, um, but it's not dependent on a facilitator. You've got to take that component out. So we came, it took two years to write this program. It's called the Dream Lab After School Club. And it is finally out. We just launched it on uh, International Day of the Girl in uh, October. So super excited about that. And it is a 12-week after-school club that any girl in middle school or, or high school can start in her home or in her, at her school. We have a lot of homeschoolers that, are, that love it because... You know, unlike traditional school, they don't have all they the activities. Have, they don't have the friend yeah, network. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great after school program for homeschoolers. Um, but the girls who go to uh, uh, traditional schools, they can start one there. And so we, it's a $59 uh, starter kit, the leader kit, and it is every single thing that they need to lead their 12 week. Uh, I'm interested in this. It is so (laughs) fabulous. It is so fabulous. Uh, The girls learn how to mastermind together Mm -hmm. because it is called Dream Lab for a reason. They work on their dreams together. So they learn how to mastermind, contribute to each other, how to um, move, you know, uh, make progress in their dreams. Um, They also... Uh, are encouraged to bring two to three either mentors or speakers in to their club Mm. over that 12 weeks. Um, We give them a theme to follow each one of their 12 weeks. So um, let's say one of the, um, uh, let's say the theme is um, girls with dreams become women with vision is they would maybe have talk to a, a woman in their community or maybe one of their moms is someone that who fulfilled the vision mm-hmm. right and came in and talk come and talk about that um, so they're encouraged to find two to three uh, people to come and talk to their club but the leader kit 
has all 12 weeks of um, activities and discussions that they're going to have. All they have to do is just follow that one sheet of paper. It's very easy to lead. But what we felt was really powerful was to give these girls the structure and the platform to lead their own club. They have to find a sponsor. They do have to have an adult. A lot, all the adults out there are saying, we, <laughs> there's no adults. They have to find a parent or a teacher that is their sponsor for mm-hmm. their 12 weeks. They have to come. But the girl is who is leading the, the meeting. Nice. Why this is a leadership club is because it is girl-led. And um, so we coach her through um We give her videos that coach her through how to run her club, and then we give her 12 different documents, and she simply reads the discussion and the theme for the day. And it's very, very easy to lead. Um, And when we piloted this, we piloted it on the seventh grade level. These girls did it with, like, no problem. It was easy. Oh, my gosh. They put us to shame. I mean, we didn't, we actually think, thought that they wouldn't be able to do it. They killed it. I mean, totally did it with total ease. We're like, all right, we're good. So really easy for girls to, to lead. And this is the deal. You go on our website. You get a Dream Lab starter kit, $59. You download it right there. You can even give it to your daughter for a, a birthday gift or a holiday mm-hmm. gift. And she is allowed to invite up to 11 girls. She wants to have 5 to 11 girls in her club. They do the 12 weeks together, work on their dreams together. They build fr- uh, healthy friendships. And then at the end, which is one of my favorite pieces of this, is they do a community project together. Mm. They vote on a community project that they want to do together. And they it might be at their school. It might be in their community. It might be at, a say, a community garden needs maintenance or a wall at their school needs to be repainted or, you know, they, they go and volunteer at a homeless shelter. So they get to decide that. They vote on that. Um, we have an app uh, that we talk to all the girls. Um, so they have access to us if they have any questions. And we have access to them if, you know, we have you know, something that we want to say to them. So super exciting to have a national program. Any girl can start a dream lab in her home or school, lead it for five to 11 uh, other girls. And they learn teamwork, encouragement, positive friendships, and community service. Oh, that's nice. I love the idea of that. All right, so that's going to be at girlsrulefoundation.org. Yep. um, And they can purchase that kit and start their own uh, dream lab with with, uh, some some of their friends. Now, what's what's like the, when we talk, we're talking about teenage girls here, but what's the the true age and the demographic that this foundation is doing the greatest amount of good for? Um, it, our age is 12 to 18. So when, when uh, for instance, at our summer camp, we had three 12-year-olds and we had two 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And everybody else at, was in, in between. between. Okay. Um, same with our summit. We have what it, it seems that's kind of our trend is we'll have some, uh, some 12, some 18, and then everybody else is that 13 to 17, 13 to 17 is the, heavy, yeah. the heavier years. Um, And so that's uh, what we're seeing, at least in the last two years. Mm -hmm. That's what our trend is, uh, camp and summit. And then the workshops, the two workshops, Dream Big Workshop and the Brilliant, Beautiful, and Bold Workshops, we're doing um, all over the state, a lot of organizations, groups, a lot of middle schools, 7th and 8th grade uh, Mm -hmm. classes and principals. Um, The high schools, I think the high schools, do less programming for their 
for their kids than middle school. Middle school, you're... Oh, middle school was (laughs) intense. Yeah. My son had so many different elements that were outside the traditional book learning approach um, that he was, you know, uh, that that was part of his seventh and eighth grade curriculum. Yes, yes. So we're, we're finding that the workshops are more popular with your middle school just because they control the programming mm-hmm. where high schools aren't, where Dream Labs are more popular with the high, high school, school girls. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, and then the, the summit and the camp are a mixture of, of the two. Um, but we're, you know, we're finding that girls are, they love our programs because what we're finding is actually one workshop that we did um, last year this girl actually came in, first time ever in eight years of doing this, with her baby. Mm. She was 15, and she had a year-and-a-half-year-old with her, right? And we did our workshop, and at the end, we always ask, you know, what did you guys get out of this workshop? What is the one thing you're leaving with? And so uh, all the, you know, different hands go up, and girls are saying, oh, I got this, and I got that. And the girl with the baby raised her hand, and she said, you know what? What I got was my dream back. My entire life, I wanted to be a doctor. Mm. And when I got pregnant, everybody told me, hang it up. Right. Give it up. Right. You can't have you that can't dream. You can't have that dream anymore. And they took it away from me. And I believed them. And what I realized in this workshop is, I, for my baby, I can be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And it might be, it's going to be hard putting myself through, you know, college and everything. But I can do it. Yeah, and I'm a, and I got my dream back. Oh, that's nice. That's so a great, great story. That's what we hear is this workshop really helped me identify my dream or identify the education I need for my dream or identified what we call our smallness, which is that fear, doubt stuff that's prohibiting mm-hmm. us from moving into yes. our bright future. A lot of girls realize, wow, I didn't even know I had these. You know, those barriers, of course, they're 13, they're 15, you know. Um, So we hear so many success stories. We actually just had our mother-daughter summit and uh, had all the the attendees actually fill out a survey. And, you know, you're reading hundreds and hundreds of surveys. And it just brings tears to my eyes. And that what they get, it is profound what what these girls get. So they get themselves, they get their power, they get their dreams, they identify their dreams, or they identify components that they didn't know. You know, a lot of girls might know their dreams, but mm-hmm. they actually don't know how to... How? 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 Right. Right. Yeah. That's the missing I, I piece for a lot of them. I might know my what, right. and I might know my why, but the, it, listen, as an adult, the how right. is befuddling. Yes. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. So... Um, we have a girls' advisory board, actually. We have about 12 girls on our advisory board, and these are girls, various girls that have gone through our programs that I've asked to be on this board. And they, you know, act as, it's our little advisory board. And so we check in with them about uh, different programming ideas and different elements. And I'm telling you, they just, um, these girls in the last year have just grown into our next generation of leaders. And um, so, and that's what we're, you know, we're committed to is Good. seeing these girls yeah. becoming our next generation of leaders and doing great things in the world. That's wonderful. Dina, how can, how can people get hold of you if they're interested in volunteering, providing funds or whatever those funds yeah. are that you need? 
um, which we are 100% uh, yes. survive on donations. Okay, so um, you can become a, a $10 a month donor or, you know, we have uh, many other elements of donations. So we have a donate button right on our website. We have another button called I Want to Help. Okay, good. You want to go there and um, click on that if you want, are interested in volunteering. Our wish list is on there. Um, if you work for a corporation uh, that does um, philanthropy work, sometimes the smallest uh, smallest things, like a dress-down day, mm-hmm. could uh, raise $5,000 for us, things like that. Oh, so um, I want to help, donate, volunteer, all on our website. Uh, we only have two part-time staff people and so our website serves uh, a lot of a, a lot of that yeah a, good. L- a lot of that and our perfect. programs of course you can find there and you can book our work our workshops on our website too perfect so that's girlsrulefoundation.org dina thank you so much for being a guest today if you have a, a foundation a charity a 5013c uh, you see the power of beauty inside and out radio can help you or if you're in the beauty industry and you have a beauty product and you want to be able to share and educate consumers on all things beauty please reach out to me, you can email me at bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Like my page, Beauty Inside and Out Show on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram, Bonnie Bonadeo. I look forward to seeing you, and thanks so much for being with us today. Thank thanks, you. Dina. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.